Hola. Everybody, what's going on? This is Albert Campa with Cantina MX Podcast. Once again, here on a Thursday night, this is episode 219. And we are here with a group of gentlemen. First off, introducing Joel. How's it going, Joel? Greetings, chickies. Everything is going pretty well for me, despite uh, my goats not doing so good. Oh, yes. The suffering goats thought they would get a win against Pumas. Uh, I know your feels. <laughs> <laughs> going down the line, we have John, who's on the road. How's it going, John? It is going very well. Uh, glad to be back on. It's been a while, since been on, so I'm happy to be on again. I am uh, between, I don't know where I am. I think I'm in Georgetown, Texas right now, heading back, back home. The NBA season is about to start in a couple weeks, so uh, my, uh, I'll be somewhat limited again for the next uh, few months or so. Uh, I'm doing a lot of drive-time shows here on the Cantina Makes podcast, but I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, I do have a bit of news uh, that I saw this today while I was stuck in traffic. But, uh, our good friend uh, Ricardo Pelaez uh, is in conversations with... Uh, with uh, with Chivas, and so there's a possibility that we might see Ricardo Pelaez pulling the strings for Chivas, although uh, we'll see how that turns out. They may or may not want to pay him, and he may or may not realize that Chivas has to pay three and four times what it costs for a normal player to get, so we'll see how that how that plays out. All the money Chivas is going to have to spend... All right, good, uh, good to have you on. And our final uh, panelist we have is Jaime from uh, North North California. How's it going, Jaime? Hey, everybody. I am uh, just doing great, uh, recovering from yesterday's uh, Chivas game here in Sacramento, and uh, happy to be on today and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we got some good uh, pictures from you on the, the Chivas friendly, so that's good to to see, oh, you're, you also uh, did a Periscope or a Twitter Live. I saw, noticed that on the Cantina MX Twitter account. So uh, good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I try to, yeah, I try to convey the game. Uh, it's kind of hard when you're solo. So I was like, you know, trying to. I had my uh, the phone on the on the tripod, and then I was trying to catch some of the um, some of the fans. Aver Rente was there, and they were really, really good. Did they play in the baseball stadium? Unfortunately, yeah, they played at the Sacramento River Cats uh, baseball field, and I feel bad for the fans, you know, because it's just not late for a soccer game, and some of the fans are really, really far away from the pitch. Right. Yeah. That is unfortunate for uh, for now. Did, did Chivas actually win the game, or did, or did the Butterflies win? Ah, uh, so it was a pretty pretty tough game to watch. You know, luckily I was you know, too busy taking photos, but um, they use their banca, you know, like they didn't really have their, their star players playing out there. Uh, and then they switched goalkeepers at halftime, and uh, it looked like it was going to head to a draw, but uh, Morelia scored a goal at the 89th minute right at the buzzer beater, and they they took away the win. So, so you had Chiarmanos at the end of the show. Yeah, you had some Chi Hermanos then, a lot of crying. 
the yeah, Gonzalo stick. cannot catch a break. The 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 memes, you know, it's just it's the gift that keeps giving right now, and everybody's cashing in on it. That is uh, unfortunate for Chivas fans. Now, uh, former uh, Chivas coaches made the news this week. Uh, Joel uh, Matias Almeida, who uh, was apparently signed, sealed, and delivered yes. to go to Monterrey at the uh, at, at the at the conclusion of the San Jose earthquake season, where he he improved their standing from a year ago, but lost the last. And all they had to do was win, I think, one of them to uh, make the postseason. So they had a complete collapse at the end of the season. And now uh, Matias Almeida said, well, no, I, I'm, I'm going to stay here. It's not you know, having Matias Almeida's pretty face on the sideline. It's going to be uh, Turco Mohamed. But, Joel, you, you, you have a very strong opinion. Yes. Yeah, you know, there's there's all this praising going on. I saw as soon as he turned down, well, allegedly turned down Monterrey, and <clears throat> and I saw a lot of my chivas hermanos because because you know, like in the days leading up to that, I was seeing a lot of cambiarayas. Seeing all these Chiva fans all the way already talking about Monterrey and whatnot, and uh, and then as soon as he said no, they were saying, "Oh, well, his his heart is set only for Chivas if he returns." But I'm like, you know, this this is part of the Mati charm, where he he always, he's like a sweet talker, and he knows what to say, and you know how he was talking that about smile. how the, that damn <laughs> smile, the, the wink and the smile. Oh, but. Yeah, he said uh, he believed in the San Jose project and he, he and and whatnot. But I'm like, okay, well, if you wanted to stay, you would have came out and said that before the team went into their final match, their big final final match of the season against the Timbers that was must win. But he stayed quiet. He never said anything. Uh, you know, he could have said, no, I'm staying in San Jose. I'm, I'm staying put. At least one more season, but he didn't say nothing. Uh, and so the, the rumor is that the negotiations was between like promoters and that's what broke down. And eventually that's what now he has to stay. So, so Joel, is it, is it the Capitan Cavernicola? Is it the <laughs> fact that he won a championship or the fact that after winning a championship, he was holding a baby goat in his arms? Is, oh, is it's all of those. It's all of those. Okay. Yeah. So he has them. He, he's like the red, which he has. He has them all under a spell, and uh, you know, like a, a house Baratheon. Have a new city. Yeah. And this, yes, is the picture holding the coat. That's pretty much it. And and I'm not saying not to not like the coach. He's he's very charismatic, but I'm saying to fans, at least you know. Pay attention to what he does. He says one thing and then he'll do another one. Uh, and, and I'll remind some of, some of my, uh, Chivo hermanos when he said he was getting the badge. He said, I'm going to tattoo the badge. I'm going to get a tattoo of the Chivas badge. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting the trophy. Trophy. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for that tad, man. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, so I'm not, I'm not 
taking, uh, you know, I'm just saying. So that's that's my whole take on Mati because it's it's crazy seeing uh, the Chiva fans just fawning over him and thinking that he could do no bad. And it's, hey, man, this guy's already on three straight seasons not being able to get to Liguilla. Uh, his numbers aren't that good in league. And that's where I get a lot of the, you know, you know, I come across as a hater for pointing that out. Uh, but it's something like John, and we agree on this. Mati's really good, like in cup style tournaments, uh, but in the long season format, just not so good. Uh, because if well, if, I mean, the, the, his his biggest problem, and and, and even happy, even when Chivas won, was that he's he just for whatever reason he just can't get his team to play well at home. And, yeah, uh, that's, the, the last that's few a, years he was at Chivas. I mean, they they won like two home games out of out of what out of, out of seventeen. And uh, you know he didn't do particularly well at home uh, with, with San Jose either. So yeah, they uh, they lost six consecutive times, you know, to end up the season. Uh, yeah. Six. So I mean, if, if if they win, you know, if they win one and tie two, you know, they're they're in the they're in the playoff. They are in the playoff. So it did yeah. not. Uh, and you know, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of you know the rumors and stuff that people have to understand. You know, those don't come from the coach. Those come from his age. Yeah, and his agent, uh, you know, people may or may not remember, but his agent really kind of screwed Mati um, right right after the World Cup when he he was airing some uh, dirty laundry, not, not, not to be disseminated information. You know, some of the inner workings of, of negotiations, and, and he kind of brought those, and that's yeah. the kind of stuff that gets you completely blackballed, not just in Liga Mekis, but in and, yeah, uh, yeah, because they're not going to trust you that. They're, right. they're going to think that you're going to make them look bad or, you right. know. And, and, you know, the message to Mati is, you know, you can always come back to Mexico, but he ain't coming to you. He ain't going to represent you. So, uh, you know, that, that's, so, that's one thing to keep in mind. And so, uh, you know, Mati saying, oh, then, and we also have to, you know, bring up the fact that Monterrey, that, that San Jose said, you can have Mati, but then we, need, we, we want five of your players. And I'm sitting there thinking, how 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 does that even work? Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, all right, this is this is what I think happened. Because you know, I've talked to a lot of San Jose Earthquake fan and uh, a lot of the ultras, and you know, the team was the worst team in the league last season. They got the wooden right. spoon. They were terrible. Yeah. So terrible. it's like they really you can't go anywhere but up. You know. So I think like they caught lightning in a bottle like in the month of May, and they did really good. You know, but then they you know they and then. Like, the fans really criticized Matias for the signings that he brought. You know, he brought Carlos Fierro, and he's getting paid, like, a lot of money. 600000 uh, is his salary. You know, not a lot of players on that team make that much. And then he also brought in another player, Rios, and those were his guys, you know, and they didn't perform well. So a lot of the fans started to kind of like – and then, you know, he had the he has a big mouth, and he got suspended a few times, and – I think like the the ultras are definitely torn between the fact that like they like him and everything, but he hasn't done a press conference in English, and he hasn't really made an effort to like learn the language, and they kind of feel like this is kind of just like a temporary thing. So uh, I'm not surprised that he waited until the like until this whole Rayo thing to like say, oh no, I, I said no. It kind of felt like Rayo said no, and then he's like, I didn't dump them, they dumped me, you know, and then. <laughs> 
you know that's just how it feels like it's like i you know i didn't quit or i you didn't fire me uh you know i quit you know it's that sort of like mentality where he wants to like make himself look good um but yeah it's it's just a that's exactly what super been, interesting that's exactly what i've been saying for the longest time it, it, it's all about making yourself promotable making yourself look good so that you can make that jump the uh, jco didn't get it to happen for him and matthias you know thought with all those trophies and the the goat over his shoulder, he could gain the love of the fans and the praise of all of Mexico in Chivas, and then he would jump to like a national team or Mexican national team or some other place, but he ends up going to I think a step down well definitely a step down in San Jose, and then not doing much even though he's improving like from the worst ever to like mediocre like that, mm. that's what that's what that's what it is, so so you're mediocre you're not, you're not yeah. getting I, a trophy, you're not qualifying I, for playoffs yeah, but how dare you talk negatively about uh, somebody's well, baby? You know, <laughs> I, I want to touch on something really quick that that John mentioned, and it was about about Mati not not you know just struggling at home, and it's been something that he's been dealing with since he was at you know since he was in Argentina in the first division because he was with we were playing in Banfield, but I got a juicy quote from from the national team director, Tata Martino. And it's an old interview, but it's, it's in regards to Mati. I'm going to read it, and it's in Spanish. Uh, so here it goes. I don't understand Spanish. Yo veía, excuse me? <laughs> Nothing, go ahead. First of all, I'm going to Okay. Not forget. Here it goes. Yo veía a Banfield el otro día. Como todo depende tanto del resultado, me da mucha pena que Banfield no gane, pero me da mucho gusto verlo jugar. So that was Tata Martino in regards to uh, to Matias when he was coaching Banfield. And, and he was saying that there was one of the teams that there was so this consensus that, you know, Matias coach and how he was, he was an exciting coach to watch the way his team played. It's very exciting, but and so Tata saying, but the results aren't there, you know? And that's that's kind of what happened with San Jose as well. They became better team to watch, the results just weren't there. They started really bad and and like Jaime says, they they had about two good months and then they ended up really bad again. So it, it's the one surprising thing for me that it's like this guy hasn't been doing good for a long time, and there's this high trust. I've never seen it. It's pretty fascinating. It's like he's had like three bad seasons, and everyone's still like he's the key to, to the team's success. You, he's, he's the red witch. You know? <laughs> he, he, you know, he's seen them, and uh, you know, he's, he's changed the sigil, and he's got everybody under his spell. And, they, <laughs> and you know, you know, I, I, again, I, I, I boil it down to. So he looks at his blue eyes. Give Matty this amazing power and control over a, a huge swath of of, uh, of, 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 of of the Chivas nation. And, you know, he hasn't been their coach for, what, now, two years? And, and people still think that he's, like, the greatest coach in Chivas history, which is hilarious. Uh, you know, you know, if, if you want, if you want to throw, you know, names or you know, you, you know, you know, Tuka won that, their first title in what, in what, eighteen years. 
Yeah. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was just 11. It was just 11. Just 11. <laughs> it, feels, yeah, then they, it feels like 18, though. Yeah. John. <laughs> but then they so, lost uh, to Negaxa the next year, and that was unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Chivas makes so many finals. And, uh, uh, it was all those those mediocre cups that impressed everybody. I think he even posed himself with uh, in pictures with all the cups that he got in Chivas, and and they just fell in love. You know, plus his looks and his locks, and they fell in love with him. And I mean, he fell in love everywhere. with whether they fell, yeah, they fell in love with his mediocrity. He did win a league one. No, so, so no, we'll, we'll see. Come on now, Chiki's not. You gotta, now you, you got me to credit for that. Yeah. Now you got me defending Mati. No, I think his attitude was the correct one where, I mean, yeah, you're calling him mediocre. I wouldn't go that far. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go that low, I should say, to categorize some of these tournaments. At the end of the day, we do going to have to credit Mati with Copa MX has become, even if people don't admit it, that more exciting. Like, she was going to make fun of when they were celebrating it. And then you saw the other teams win it and their fans went just as crazy and she was got that doblete and now you see other clubs talking about we want that we're going for that doblete which I don't think they've been able to do but let me know, put a hat Mati is a good coach but not a great coach you know he yeah. he, he did well he, he he helped Chivas out but but at the end of the day you know his his his, his home record is 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 terrible and 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 and, and it it uh it was one of the reasons for his ouster at Chivas. It did not go well for him uh, in San Jose, although it went better than it was for San Jose last year. Uh, you know, for, for the amount of money and, and, the, and the amount of pomp and circumstance that, 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 that they brought him in, it was not a successful year for, for Matias. I mean, now San Jose, like uh, some of the other teams in MLS, you know, they're not the kind of team that's going to go spend crazy amounts of money on, on designated players. It's just not. So. Yeah. You know, if he if he wants to stay there, if he wants to help them, you know, he, he's got a a, a a nifty little project to see if he can be that coach that everyone thinks. But you know, at, at this time next year, if San Jose is on the outside looking in, then I think that we can go ahead and say that all the luster is off Matt, and he might as well be a Ruben Omar. Oh snap! You know, I, I'm gonna say it though, like a big reason why we don't see. Bigger teams, because like, there was all that noise, you know, when he was still at Chivas that he was being, you know, he was in the list for, for teams in EPL and La Liga, you know, these, and, and those are leagues that are the long season format. And, and again, I'm going to repeat it. He's just, he just hasn't been, he hasn't shown to be consistent in long season format. And I, and I, so I did my homework. I did my homework uh, to get the the proper numbers. So, for example, at River Plate, he had the team on ninth place, you know. And I guess the Mexico fans would be like, "Well, that's not so bad. That's that's just really close to Liguilla." But they don't they don't have Liguilla. And and if you're River Plate, you have to be at least top three for the for the majority of the season. Uh, so he was in ninth when they let him go. Uh, and with Bamfield, he finished. Uh, 12th and I believe 17th. Uh, and when, he, yeah. And then, and then, 
Jose with Chivas, he finished what? His last season was 17th as well. Uh, with San Jose, he finished in, uh, what was it, 8th or 7th? But if you combine Eight. the other, if you combine the East and West Conference, 15th, 15th place. So, I mean, if you're a mid-table team from uh, La Liga or whatnot, those numbers aren't going to be very convincing. So let me ask this question then. I don't think – I think Monterrey was too too big of a team for him. I don't think he, No! I don't, I, I don't think Monterrey – I don't think – I think Matias wanted to go to Monterrey or anywhere else other than San Jose because that would have been a jump up. But I'm not, I'm not convinced yeah. – I'm not convinced Monterrey really – was willing to give as much for him or really was it No, I do I do I think he would have done really good at Monterrey. Yeah, but did they want think did, his they, style did of... they want him enough? I don't think they wanted him enough. They weren't like, oh, we need this guy. I think Tur- Turco is even a better uh or or even Busetich would have been a, a lot better option than than Matias. I think I think uh Almeida won. Well they've been more consistent. They've been more consistent because uh Mati had like a good two-year period, and that's where he got the majority of his wins at Chivas, uh, you know. And these guys, uh, you know, for the the longer part of their careers, they've been more consistent. Uh, perhaps Turco hasn't won as much, but he would be fighting for those top top puestos when he said at Monterrey. You know, he'll have the team in the in the top. You know. Yeah, that's, that's a good point what John made about him. Uh, I guess his teams play pretty, but don't necessarily get the results. <laughs> yeah, that was Tata too. Tata yeah. and John agreeing on the same. All right, so that was a pretty long little little. Yeah, we went more you on. Obsessed with Mati. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> who who is it? Who is it, Jaime? We're obsessed in the negative. Some people are obsessed obsessed in the positive. So Jaime, I guess you wanted to make a quick little reveal on or a statement on JJ Mack. Uh, yeah. So uh, Borussia Dortmund, they kind of have like an uh, all-access sort of documentary season that they're doing uh, exclusively through Amazon Prime. And uh, in one of the episodes, they cut to a Liga MX game, and it's Leon, oh. and I think. And I think they're playing against Puma. And uh, the guy says, all right, it's time to open up the the coffers. And they cut to J.J. Mack because he scored a goal. So apparently they've been monitoring his activity. And uh, from what it sounds like, they're they're going to cash in for him. I mean, that's what it, you know, what they did in the in the documentary, which I thought was kind of kind of random to see that. Um, but that's the latest rumor. When was that released, that documentary? Huh? When was that documentary? He's sorry, chickies. I know. When was it, when was it, when was it released? When, when was oh. it filmed and released? Oh, it just, it like just came out. Yeah. Mm. It's like a new thing on Amazon Prime. Because um, so they did it with Manchester City where it was like all in. I think it's called all in, but I guess Dortmund is on in on the action now too. Yeah. Uh, and my only question is, you know, because you got to keep in mind, Leon has this guy on loan. You know, he's still a Chivas property, obviously with the option to buy him. But I made this analogy before. It's like it's like me borrowing your car. Hey, man, can I borrow your car, you know, for a couple months? And then 
then the next thing you you see me is me at the dealership trading it in for you know like an SUV. You know, it's like yo, that wasn't yours to trade, man. I thought I was gonna let you borrow this. There you go. We'll have to see. I think last time we talked about uh, Macias was, uh, I mentioned that I think he needed to stay a little bit longer and do a little bit I'm more. I'm sorry? I think the last time can we you, talked about... Can you hear John? Oh, no, sorry. He's no, cutting in and out. Because I think you've talked over him twice now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been cutting in and out, so uh, we haven't been able to... Uh, to hear him that well. He's he was driving away from a from a tornado, <laughs> dodging an F five. <laughs> like that movie Twister back in the day. He's he's chasing him. Ah uh, yes. He has the finger of God. Um, so, uh, yeah, Twister. You're saying that he's he's not ready to to leave. Uh, I just I think he back I, I think he could be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't object. But uh, no, I think yeah, he's more than ready. He's he's more than ready. Uh, I just think Grupo Pachuca, you know, going off of Jaime, why Grupo Pachuca wants to do the trade, and I think it is just they just want to look good, you know, like like they want to become that the club that that uh, it's sending all these players abroad. I think uh, recently America has stolen that that thunder from them, <clears throat> especially with, with Jimenez doing so good. Um, but yeah, cause, cause to me, it doesn't make that much sense. Like we're going to, we're going to buy them, but then we're going to, we're willing to sell them to Dortmund for cheaper and all this. And I'm like, that's it's just, just really interesting because, yeah. you know, knowing Grupo Pachuca, they're going to throw in some players at Chivas, you know, yes. trying to just, because I don't think they can afford paying Chivas. Was it fifteen million? You, I think it's you know buyout. what I I think they can, but I and I, I don't know if I was telling Chiquis about this. Uh, Chiquis, refresh my memory. But they don't want to be they don't want to become that club where it's like once you pay so much for a player, then it's gonna become expected. You know, so the group Pachuca is like. Sort of like these Portuguese clubs, Portuguese clubs where they buy cheap, sell high, and I don't think they're gonna want to do that. Where it's like the other clubs are gonna see that, oh, you you were willing to pay this much, so if they ever find another talent, yeah. it's not gonna go for cheap. And so I don't think they want to set that precedent. I think they want. So yeah, they're, they're gonna offer all these players, you know. Yeah, I mean, luckily for Chivas, we have uh, the the goal scoring uh, squad isn't. I mean, it's pretty crowded at the moment. Pulido, he's actually the leading Mexican right now for most goals, which is nice to see. You know, obviously, you know, four of them have been from penalty, but I believe he has seven pepinos. He's only uh, one or two away from the top goal scorer. And then, you know, we'll get Saldivar back at the at the end of the season. So it's not like we need JJ Mack, but it's just it would it would suck to see him get dealt like that, you know, and, and then we end up getting a bunch of, you know, players 
and then not enough money to kind of just yeah. reinforce I don't the squad. Think, yeah, I don't think Chivas is going to do that. I, I think uh, unless it's a, it's a really good player and money, I don't think they're going to take that, you know, like that, uh, that like yeah, five petardos and some money. I heard I heard it was gonna be Eric Aguirre it was gonna be traded plus like five million. Yeah, so yeah, know. that's that's one of the the rumors. But I mean, well, Chivas doesn't if, have if, to if take Dortmund, the deal. If Dorman really does make an offer, yeah, I mean the offer would, would be to Chivas, right? Yeah, and 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 they would probably pay the. I mean, they would 15. easily pay fifteen million dollars for for uh, yeah. JJ Mack, and, and frankly, the, the Bundesliga is an outstanding league for him to go play in because it's I so agree. offensive and it's and it's so entertaining and, and it's so and it's so you know aside from you know the top one team or i guess in this case two teams it, it, it's a very balanced league so he's it, it's yeah. gonna be a very competitive move for him and, and, and if he can play well at dortmund i mean that that is a great place to, to, and you to, know, to do yeah. well you know what and, else john uh, despite the language barrier mexican players that have gone there have done well Real, Pretty much Osorio, almost all of them that have gone. Yes. Ch- uh, Chicharo. Chicharito. That's right. Masa was yeah. there. Um, and, you know, and, and one of the big advantages that the Bulls has that the other leagues don't have is, is that they take. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, that, I think it's one of the reasons why, why, why the, the league is so, so much more entertaining because the, you know, even toward the end of the season, the players are a little. Yeah. You know, if, if I were a young player and, you know, they're not offering the super-duper clubs, but they're offering me the Bundesliga, I mean, I'd jump at the chance to play in the Bundesliga. Yeah, and not I only that, but... I enjoy the Bundesliga. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Bundes, the thing about Bundesliga, and they, they just opened up their arms to, like, you know, Mexican players. Like, even Leverkusen still tweets at Chicharito from time to time. They, like, miss him, you know, and they, they just fell in love with all the fans that, you know, embrace the team and I think like Dortmund sees the value and the appeal, you know, what a huge market to tap into, you know, Mexicans. And uh, I think they saw what Pulisic did for their brand. And I think, you know, getting uh, a Mexican player would, you know, catapult them and, and put them on the map. I remember the days of Pardo and Massa. I mean, look at Lainez, you know. Lainez is on the bench, and he's not even getting any action. But I think uh, I think this would be a different scenario because, you know, J.J. Mack is uh, he's definitely not flopping. <laughs> they seem serious about the project. All right, man. Well, he did impress during the uh, Mexican national team game against uh, Trinidad. So, that you know, that he's a good, good kid, so hopefully he'll do well. Did or he did or he didn't impress? He did. He did impress. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's gonna start tomorrow against Bermuda. Speaking of Bermuda, yeah, you want to let's let's touch on this real quick because against uh, Panama a few days later. So he definitely has. We should uh, we should talk about the. League of Nations. Nations League, CONCACAF. What's going on with that, Jaime? Well, I don't know if you guys caught that interview by Jurgen Klinsmann. Did you guys oh. watch that? 
You know what? Man. I mean, we were going to bring that up. That's podcast and Kiki's Forgot. I thought we and did that made me forget Please. too. No, we didn't. You know. Oh, I brought, I brought, brought it up. Asked him. Oh, you did? Oh, no, no, we didn't. I brought it up somewhere else. Uh, somewhere else, not at the pod. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep going. Well, you know, they straight up point blank asked him, you know, how do you feel about the League of Nations? And, you know, as the guy, like, says League of Nations, George, I mean, during Klisman just starts laughing. He's like, oh, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, I agree with him. He said it was a waste of time. And, you know, if you want to get better, you got to play, uh, you know, teams above you. That's the only way you yeah, get but better. How, but, hey, yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. Who, who are they going to play? Yeah. Because every other country right now are fires. So, so that there's no one to play. Yeah. And the reality is, is if they weren't playing League of Nations right now, they'd be playing the World Cup qualifying campaign in for 2018 started this month in 2015, three years. I don't necessarily mind. I mean, I, I, I agree, obviously, you want to play. Right. But. It's just, it's just terrible. We're, yeah. we're destined for stagnation then. That's, that's what you're saying. If there's no one else to play, if we can't play with the bigger teams, then we're destined to stay at the level we so, are at. For you know, years I think it's come. great that Jurgen says this. He, he, even even Tata is. Yeah. yeah. Tata said the same. Yep. Coming up in 2020, so you know, you know, what Mexico be the sparring partner for England and for Spain and for everybody. Go, you know, go go take your lumps over. And, and play with your full team, and then you know there's not there's not uh, you know they're gonna have an Olympics and this and that, but you know the League of Nations to me, yeah, I would much rather. I mean, this is gonna be a chance for that time. Yeah, the uh, the U23 looks really good. Uh, they brought up players like Curado, the you know goalkeeper from Veracruz. They brought up uh... that aren't going to be as high pressure as World Cup qualifiers. I mean, you don't have that he could be in the Big Cup final in 2007. And think of who took the field in 2010. How many players were the same? It was like two players that were the same. Sorry, John, we couldn't hear half of your rant. It was cutting in and out, but. It sounded it sounded good. Well, it, trust me, it, <laughs> it was amazing. Good. You ended amazing. very very good on a strong point. No, well, what I was what I said was in, in two thousand. You know, think of the Gold Cup team that Ugo had in the final in two thousand seven, and then think of the team that took the field in Johannesburg in twenty ten, and and name me the player. I mean, I think there was one Gerardo Torrado, and that's it, and Rafa. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else played their way into the thing, and and Basque had a Gold Cup to help him. You know, the, the League of Nations is going to help Tata put his team together. I get it. Because yeah. the Lions and the Morenos and all those guys are not going to be there. They're just not going to be there. They're not going to be strong enough. They're going to be too old. So having these games is going to help who's going to, who, you know, who ultimately is going is, is to be on his team. Mexico's in the heck. They are in the hexagon. You don't have to worry right. about dropping 50, 50 spots in, in, in the FIFA World yeah. Cup range. Yeah. Not gonna happen. And you know, so use the League of Nations to see. What, and yeah. and the other thing is with with there's a talk <laughs> of lack of competitive games, but the top players do have it. The top 
maybe not yeah. at national level, but they do have it at club level. So if you have a Chicharro, he, it doesn't matter if in Selección he's playing the Bermudas and the and the Puerto Ricos. He's played the best already. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, so there's a core group already that got a couple World Cups under their belt, and they play pretty much. I can I can get that uh that justification. Um, I, I would I, I would like the national team as a whole together to play uh, top clubs and not just depend on oh Chicharito plays top competition, you know, in his. Oh, club. the core the core group plays it, not just. Well, the core group. They're, I mean, but they're separate. Like... Though. They're playing separate teams. I'm talking about as a core group yeah. all together on the national team playing top competition. Yeah, but all those so they guys have been together for, for years now. Yeah, but they don't play together for years. They, they play, like, what, a, a few times every, you know, a, a, in a tournament they'll play a yeah. lot. But they, they don't play di- uh, week in and week out together. Right. Um, the other the other thing that I don't like at all, and I think – I forget his name. He was a, He's an English guy who played for Trinidad and Tobago. He was on, like, Fox – and he was giving the same justification that I hear a lot about uh, about this cup, in that Mexico and the U.S. need to help these lower nations, these Central American nations, mm-hmm. grow. And I don't think that's just ridiculous. It's like they're treating it like a charity, <laughs> like a charity league. Like we need to help you guys out so you can raise your level of competition, and then you can help us because we'll all be together. And that's not the way yeah, you do bullshit. things, man. You don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> help your opponent so that they, they can Were be better. Were you guys rooting for Costa Rica in the World Cup when they made it to the quarterfinals? I wasn't. You know, it's, it's every man for themselves. Yeah, it's like, and then they're talking so, about even financially, like help these help these Central American teams financially with their infrastructure. CONCACAF needs to help them out financially so that they can be better competition. And of course, that guy played mm-hmm. for that guy played for Trinidad and Tobago, cause, so he's totally biased. But. Right. Uh, yeah, this that's just ridiculous. But I, I do get your guys' point on, or John's point as well. It's like what uh, it does have yeah. value for these younger guys to 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 get some time in and um, to put on the national team. Yeah, jersey. I'm excited. You know, tomorrow you're gonna have uh, you know JJ Mack. You're gonna have uh, Antuna, who uh, just extended his contract with Man City for another two seasons or two years. I mean. So you're gonna have, you know, you're gonna have some younger, some young players and some, some uh, experienced players all mixed in tomorrow, and I look forward to to the lineup and see who's actually gonna start. There was some little bit of drama though today, and this is oh yeah the what's the cheese Apparently, like at the hotel, the bus for the national team arrived, and there was two fans with like flags, and they were just yelling Mexico, Mexico, and the players just got off and just didn't even uh, or totally ignored them. What, what if he had to go to the bathroom, Chiquis? What if, what if you know, he <laughs> ate... Uh, he is an uh, all, of you know, all of them, though. What? All of them just got off the bus and, and went immediately inside and didn't even uh, pay attention. But to just two, this guy could have eaten, you know... Uh, uh, but all of them, dude. Not one dude. Not one guy. All of them. <laughs> the whole team. They probably had... They had chorrito. Something on the airplane, man. They, they had, had. You got players yeah. flying in from Spain. You got players coming in from anyway. Italy, from you know, anyway, all my, over the world. Well, well my know, point like is, though, well, my point is that everyone made a big mess about it on online, and uh, oh. and then and then even Hector Herrera in the uh, in an interview or in a press conference, um, sort of tried to explain himself. Like they did get to the, uh, later on, were able to talk with them, take pictures with the guys, and everything, and and and. 
but the press and everyone see in social media, he was complaining is so critical about every little thing that they do wrong. If they, you know, if you can take something yeah. out of context and then you just go off on the, on these guys and he was just complaining about it. And I, and I get it. Twitter is like, uh, yeah. you know, like a cesspool. Social media is a cesspool of all this negative. Well, negative. also, wasn't it, Speaking wasn't it two women? Like that, uh, wait, wait, the hey, wait, just, go ahead. Well, just really quick. Wasn't it just, it wasn't it two girls? They were waiting outside? No, it was a guy and a girl, I think. Well, it might have been two. See, well, we can... Yeah, because that's the one I saw. It was two females. And so they just had the whole thing with the with the previous females. They were like, hey, they flew these girls into the hotel. <laughs> so these guys are like, oh, hell no. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting caught up in this anymore. I, you know, don't try to slide in my DMs. And then you're going to sell them to TV Notas. So, yeah, I would do the same, Cheekies. Yeah. If you're some 20-year-old girl right there, you know, mm. I'm not I'm not stopping for would, you. Would you also do the hover hand? Would you do, like, instead of that guy from, from Monterrey, you do the hover hand? Yeah. You take a picture? Yeah, so, hover hand, man. That's, <laughs> that's another one of those those things that was kind of out of context because there wasn't really any video footage of the groping and you know sometimes when you're like posing for a photo you don't know where your hands are i'm not trying to defend the guy but it could have just been one of those right wrong place at the wrong time type he of was moment. yeah he was he was at that position and if he took his family you guy because this guy came out to say so wait really quick we're talking now about there was a friendly between tigres and Tigres Femenil and the Dash. Dallas. Houston. Dallas Dash or something. Houston Dash. Houston Houston Dash. And then so after the game, one of the players posed with the fans. But the fans were like on the the stands. And this one guy like kind of like he put his hand on the side. and, And it's like he was touching her side boob. And so she went out and tweeted about feeling um that he groped her wait, and, wait, and wait. all that. Wait, she did? Wait, did she tweet? She did she I didn't tweet. She tweeted. Tigres. No, I saw one saw of her photo. No no I saw a tweet from her. No. Really? Let me check. I don't think I've seen any tweet from her. <clears throat> I did. I, oh, I saw that one either. It was just really like a photo that just floated in the on the internet and then everybody <sighs> reacted to it like this is unacceptable and this is, you know, we shouldn't be subject to, you know, and then immediately, you know, Tigres, like, apologized and no, they're, going, they're well, on yeah. a manhunt for this Well, guy. they doxed they the guy because they post his picture online. And yeah. then so this guy came out recently and he said, you know, I'm getting death threats. <laughs> like, I went to the game with my kids and uh, and they're getting harassed on Facebook and whatnot. And it's like, oh man, who do you believe? And I was just, well, we, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't commented because I, I, you know, I'm like you. Uh, I would have liked to seen the video because a picture, picture we could so interpret in many ways. Context. Yeah, and the, you, the thing is, it's like you, like, all right, because like in the photo, she's smiling and stuff, and like you don't see like what happened after. Like you don't see if she like turned around and like you know try to slap him or like yeah, you know what I mean. She makes stink it face. Look like. It kind of looked like, I don't know, like, it was kind of like an accident. Like, it didn't look like he was actually trying to, like, grab her boob and, like, you know, get some feels. It kind of just looks like one of those, like, 
like he, freak things that happen, kind of like he said it um, was an accident. Yeah. He well, like this is my this is my take, and he said it was an accident on an interview in Monterrey. Um, the only, this is this is like, uh, and I don't totally you know I don't know what happened, but this is what I can sort of see. He was on a higher level. He was in the stands, and she was down below in the field. So normally, mm-hmm. if they were on the same level, and you take a picture with someone, you would like yeah. grab it. You you know you know put your arm around them and maybe um, grab them by the waist. But since he was higher, mm-hmm. his level for the waist is actually a little bit higher. Now he brought his kids, like Coel said, to the game to watch the game and everything, and wanted a picture. Um, he's either it was either on accident and he's sincere, <laughs> or he is like the total creeper, weirdo dude, man. That's that's all. Yeah, that's all. Like, I mean, I, I, you can't really yeah. tell with these. I mean, I tend to give to be naive and give people the benefit of the doubt. So I sort of think it was an accident, but you never know, man. You, you don't know, but like for me, like yesterday at the game, I took like three thousand photos, and I caught some weird. You know, like when you're playing and you're warming up, you really don't really pay attention to like you're not you know thinking about oh someone's gonna capture this. Like I have like five or six like series of photos I mean it's just going like like index finger all the way in the nose taking his boogers and stuff it's just like <laughs> you know what I mean like like I have legit like five or six photos of him just dig- it looks like he's trying to dig for some gold man it's just like when there's no context it kind of it just it, you just put that out there no caption it's just like whoa what the hell is he doing you know yeah. and there's a lot of photos that I took from yesterday and I'm just like, just, just things that like, like I have a photo of uh, Fernando Tena, and if you guys didn't have any context, you would have thought he was trying to spit on somebody. But he was chewing gum, and he, I, I think he was just spitting it out, and it kind of looked, I just caught it at the right time where he's just like ready to spit something out. But you know, it's just those things that you capture on camera. Yeah, the the thing, and, and we didn't then, talk about it yet, but the thing with this also is Tigres on on that tweet, they're actually gonna i think they're suing the guy they're, they're trying to find out who the guy is so that they can sue him and they could ban him from the stadium forever no no they did find who he was they, they they're the ones that doxed him well, well he's that, gonna that, he could sue them now. well no that, that was he the tweet sue. that was the initial tweet from tigres before he came out and everything they were looking yeah, it was for like an him, apology so, and yeah they were like we're gonna ban him and so i don't know if he's gonna be banned or what but uh they were looking for him oh he's <laughs> that, for sure banned he, no man, Jaime. If he was there with his kids, look. If if you're a single dude, you're pretty much guilty until proven innocent. Even with kids, but if dude. he's there with his, he's there I with mean, kids, he's... and they're getting death threats. Uh, I, I don't, that's that changes the game right there, Chiquis. He he took his little ones, and if he, if there's other people there that could collaborate. Oh yeah. Or or testify to like. What kind of person he is, you know? Cause hey, there's. I'm not doubting he 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 put his hand there, but there's an intention that's in question now. See, was he trying to cop a feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or was it just accidental? That becomes a whole thing. But regardless, Tigres shouldn't have doxed him. It should have first you figure out what would really happen. Yeah. Then you throw them to the wolves, but they, they did it opposite, right. you know? Yeah. And so I do think he's, Tigres is going to, you know, he's going to be watching uh, Palino games from a palco at least to the end of the season. <laughs> 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 I, 
<laughs> with this bucket of michelada with shrimps. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, but yeah, you know, I agree. Like the social media can be toxic. You know, it's like it's. I don't understand why we can't just support the team. I don't know why why the well, Mexican press always has to make everything so, you know, controversial and it's like why can't we just back our team? You know. I I get it, and a lot of people do back the team. But there's there's room for criticism, and that's something that players need to get need to sort of get used to, because it's not just Mexico; it's other countries, and that's just the way of life. You just got to get get over it, like not you know deal with it. I remember, uh, well, it's I I saw it yesterday, so the Maradona documentary is fresh in my mind. He couldn't even go to the mall or do anything in Napoli when he was playing there. It was like he was just like stuck. Oh, yeah. He was just stuck and he couldn't do anything. He had to leave out. Of, he wanted out of there, out of that place. So it's yeah. it's like crazy, man. And, and uh, it's just something you got to deal with when you're in those situations. And sometimes well, you see people like Chicharito, yeah. they can't handle, you know, they can handle it, but they complain and they whine about it, which it's fine. Also, if they can, if they want to do that. That's that's okay yeah. as well. Speaking about criticism, you know, it's like I think for the last what the. On decision day in the MLS where Carlos Vela scored a hat-trick to, you know, break some records. And, I mean, it was like people were, you know, like, oh, this is such a great, you know, uh, achievement for him. And then and then you get other people saying, well, like, well, that's cool and all, but, like, you know what I mean? He's not playing but for it's MLS. anymore. And then, and yeah, it's, but it's MLS. And then you have, uh, I think, uh, Bikerson, he said something about, like, he was criticizing Vela and then, it's just like, yo, who who are we to judge on like him just being happy? You know what I mean? Like, well, well, we don't see Fatsen going to Spain and trying to like make it there, and he's like, I'm I'm going to even if it's a a radio show at two a.m. I'm gonna take that job just so I could break into that market. He came here to the U.S. and he's working comfy job with ESPN, so he's doing the exact same thing. Like, you know, what is he, he, no, he's going to criticize. But that's not the same, dude. What, how is, how is it not the same? That's the elite he's level. He's covering dude. this league. I know. He's, he's, he's not covering La Liga. He's not covering EPL. He didn't go, you know, and this to credit of JCO, he went and he set up orange cones at, at, uh, but he is. Man City or whatnot. He is. So he could be there. He's, huh? he, he's at the top, he's at the top, uh, sports. Uh, channel sports company in the world, man, ESPN, and he's working. Yeah, but he's covering his, Mexican soccer. He's the one at, criticizing. He goes to the World Cup, though. He goes to the World Cup. He covers international soccer. I'm sure he covers when ESPN. When, uh, yeah, well, that's easy. That's that's when, saying Bella gets to the playoffs. You know, if why why wouldn't you want to cover it's sort of, Champions League or, or cover the top, like the English Premier League? And we're like, okay, I want to be. Where the and I'm pretty sure they're probably the biggest paid. If you're, you know, one of the panelists for for yeah, it's some not, EPL. It's not a good. It's not a very good uh, equivalent, though, man. In my opinion, what I would I would just say on this whole thing that that Feitelson, you know, he you can hate on Feitelson, but and and you can you can say that Vela getting his happiness is fine and that's okay, but there is room for criticism and saying he he has lost potential. 
Vela could have been oh, yeah. so much more. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. There's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with, with Faitas and hating like with what he did. But there's nothing wrong also saying, well, if Vela wants to do what he wants to do, then that's okay. Like uh, watching Maradona, I was I was watching that thing and I was like, that dude wasted himself. I mean, he he was lucky. He got you know titles at Napoli. He got the World Cup, but he wasted I think a lot of his playing years because of drugs. He would take drugs during the week and like on Wednesday start recovering to play game on 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 Sunday. So he had to work extra to be great around his drug addiction. So there's I mean. There's, you can say there's a lot of uh, waste. Crazy. There's a there's a, a waste in Maradona, but it's like blown by because he won so many titles. With Vela, he didn't have that, and so a lot. It's really easy to pick on him and say, you know, it's 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 been a waste, sort of, for him to leave the national team and decide, it's, you know, take. It's the, not the a waste, Chiki. Your end game is to have a comfy no life. Yeah, for him, not just a plain life, but a, like a regular life. But the end game for His the life national is team. awesome, dude. But look, the end. He gets, he gets what he gets to do everything he that, loves. Man. I know that's his goal, though. That's his end game. But I'm not talking about his yeah, end that's, game. That's... Where I'm talking about the national team, the end game for Mexico as a country is to be the best national team in the world and to get as far as you can in the World Cup, and and to call the best players. It's not the players' job to call them themselves up. It's the coach's job, and it's the coach who has obviously said Vela is one of the best players. You know that's the coach's job. That's the national team's uh, position, and you can't just say, "Well, I'm taking myself out of it because I think other players should have a chance." No, you're the best player right now. Put those yeah. other players to the side, man. We need Come. you now, bro. And when you do that, when you do that, you're just losing. You know, your the, the national team could be better with you, and you're deciding to make the national team less. And that's you know that's totally different conversation than his happiness and his goals or whatever he wants to do because it's uh, it's two different. Uh, he doesn't know anything to the national team, Chiki. I know he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything. That's correct. My 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 biggest thing is though, it's like the the choices that he makes. You know, like the 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 he 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 has like he he shows that he's ambitious. He shows that he's actually hungry, but it's just channeled like the wrong way. Like he's so enthusiastic about you know being the best player, but in the MLS. And like winning titles, but for LAFC, and being the captain, but for LAFC, you know, it's like, why don't you have the same thrill and ambition and joy to do this for your own country? And that's the part where like, like, what did we do to you? You know, what did the you know was it because you got, you know, him and uh, Efrain Fadis got you know suspended? Is that is it? Is that what it all came down to? Is like the way they got done dirty like, long time ago. I don't know what it is, but it just really irritates me that he's never really explained. And I don't, you know, he doesn't have to, but it would just be nice to know why. <laughs> like, what did we do to him, you know, for him to be this way? It was, uh, yeah, it was the long pants guys from that party, I believe. But anyway, you want to talk the league? Good for him. You want to move on? Let's move on to the Liga MX. That's, I guess, our last uh, big topic. Uh, real quick, previewing, or not previewing, reviewing the previous week's play. I guess the main thing from last week, uh, last weekend, was the scandal going on Cruz Azul America. 
Cruz Azul gets a huge win, and uh, I guess we're talking to Joel about his Joel picked Cruz Azul to do well and actually take the league this season, and uh, they're on a comeback. I guess they beat America in the Clásico Joven five to two. There was some ex- uh, some uh, controversy with Piojo after the game. He had some uh, unkind words for the ref that caused a bunch of beats. colorful words. Yeah, and apparently suspension <laughs> for him. So he'll be uh, he'll be in trouble for a bit. He had an apology, but I guess what is, what is your guys' take from? I guess that's the main that was the main thing over the weekend. Well, first, really quick on Siboldi, he had not been doing good in league because he, this, you know, Santos that Santos record was weighing him down. So uh, just in league, he had about sixteen games where he hadn't won. Of course, we're we're adding the his stint at. Veracruz, and that's that just hurt his image because when he won the league with Santos, man, it was done in good fashion. He pretty much outcoached everyone going into playoffs and into and in playoffs, he he pretty much beat everyone. Uh, and so the Veracruz, all of a sudden, people think he sucks, but I I just it's hard to to coach a team where the players aren't getting paid, which is they're saying that that's still a problem right now. Mm-hmm. At Veracruz, with players, um, I think they can't even afford to pay rent. Some of them had to move out, and uh, so FMF is trying to do something about it. And there's talk that De La Azteca might buy the team. We'll see what's going on oh, with wow. that. But but I sustain. Cibaldi is. Uh, and I, we talked about this a lot with John going back when he was at Santos. Uh, you know, we feel that he's going to be one coach to look out for. And I think he, to do that, what he did with Cruz Azul, given their circumstances, that's huge. That That's huge already right there, man. Uh, and it was a big win for them. But was it 5-2, to two, the score? Yes. Yeah, it's a big win. So I, I do think uh, when you look at Cruz Azul, what was their biggest hurdle? And it's always been America, especially after that one final, you know, that, that epic final where, where the goalie went and <laughs> scored that goal. That one just, it, it just got him right in the field. But I think this this is a big turning point for them. And I and I, and I see them doing well. I, I do see them going into Liguilla. And I think... Uh, and I'm sticking to my guns on Paul Fernandez. I was and I was questioning whether maybe the directiva didn't want him, but but he did get to play against America. And I finally figured out he had been he had been like he had like an injury, so that's why he hadn't been playing. I think I still think that guy. You just gotta get him ready for Liguilla, and then set him loose. Yeah, he's got he's got skill. Uh, so yeah, their ne- their next game is with Morelia, which should be pretty feasible, and that's at home. Uh, Cruz Azul uh, has some other tougher games after that with Tigres, León, Santos, and then finally with Atle- uh, Atlético San Luis. Did you want to talk about uh, Piojo's colorful words, or what did he was... say? He said yeah. two words. He said so. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait! Context, context. So uh, Liga MX, for the past, what, two weeks, 
they want to eradicate the corner kick Puto chant. The goal kick chant. And uh, they've been doing, different clubs have been doing different things because they play stuff to drown out the chant. I think Morelia had little kids put him on the different sections and and they would like give yellow cards, yellow cards to the to that section, or they would. So so yeah, they're they're they're, they're coming down hard, and eventually they want to start kicking people out of the stadium, and or or if or if it's heard, uh, you're gonna play in an empty stadium, and and so they're working hard on that, and after the match, Piojo's storming off and he's mad. And and the press wants to get a word, and he said, um, you know, ask ask el puto arbitro. And I think he called the reporters maricones. So he, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he said both. He okay. said both. Yeah, he did say. He said. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the... so that was the whole thing. You have the you have the league trying to eradicate this, and then you get Piojo coming in, and he just sort of. Just sort of makes it pop, makes it start trending again, um, and so that's that's why he's getting suspended now for three games. And there was like a big meeting, and he had to apologize, which he did. Which you know, I heard in one of the one of the one of the shows, that, and I can't remember which one, but they were talking about how they wanted him to apologize when he when he swung at um, Martinoli. And but he refused because Martinoli had attacked his his daughter La Pioja on on national TV. Yeah, I don't remember him apologizing for that. Yeah, I don't think he did. I think he refused. But this a this a different Piojo, you know. Yeah, he's been always controversial with the media, and uh, he was just mad. Yeah. He was just he was upset because the ref. Uh... The ref's decision. I think he uh, red card or something. I forget what exactly what the thing was. But what's up with these red cards, though, man? I feel like the league is just giving them out like hotcakes. You know, like uh, Veracruz had a red card in their game. America had a red card. Tijuana had a. I think they were down to eight men, if I'm not mistaken. They lost three players, and uh, Atlas ended up tying the game last minute. Chivas had uh, two red cards as well. So, what's up, man? Why are they giving out these like, <laughs> like Oprah's giving out cards? I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they've been deserved a little bit. I haven't heard too many complaints about the overreaction or bad refereeing. Uh, but yeah, that just upset Piojo, and he got all crazy. Um, you know, just another day. <laughs> I, I think I think though, and I don't remember. I don't. I was trying looking for the link. He Piojo was on. This was my maybe a year or less ago. He was on a TV show with a bunch of people, and some of them were were, were gay dudes, and they were discussing the chant and the word. And some of them were saying, "Well, I'm not offended." You were watching a gay show, and they were no, discussing was... the league. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, think he's. It was like it was a, it was like a morning uh, morning show, like Good Morning America show, with you know where they're sitting on the couch and everything. And there's like like a couple of girls and like four guys, and just and then Piojo was I, it, it's it's on YouTube somewhere. I just can't find it. 
and they were discussing it and and he was saying he doesn't see, he doesn't think it's homophobic he doesn't see anything wrong with it it's just some an insult to the goalkeeper and people were saying well you know the gay dudes were saying that they didn't see anything wrong with it either but they were saying that you know it, people do get offended by it and people do think it's something against against them you know and it, and that makes it homophobic mm. and so he sort of did underst- understand it but i don't think he really believes it so inside i don't think he's down with the whole you know that it's homophobic he's one of those guys you see on twitter you see that you know it's part well, of the culture for, for the majority you know what chick is i'm willing to bet 99.9 percent of mexicans don't use it as oh yeah for sure that's a homophobic chant uh, but you know, because words change all it, the time. It depends on your you, definition. You, you saw that jacket. No, but look at that jacket that was going around. It was like a jacket that said Mexico's the shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing now where it's like, people, if you hear that, you know what, what it means that it's, it's, it's meant in a good way. Mm-hmm. But it's like really comparing them to fecal matter is supposed to make me proud of that country. Compared to a turd, I remember those jackets. I think Ochoa had one, right? Yeah, a couple of seleccionados wore them, and it's so. I mean, words. The context changes all the time for a lot of words. Where it's like, you know, that shit. It used to be like that's not good, but then it became that's the shit, and all of a sudden that was good. So (laughs) there's that one meme with um, what did it say with Grandpa Simpson? And it's like, what used to be hip is not hip anymore. Yeah. And it's bad. And it's like, <laughs> and it's going to happen to you. Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? Uh, not really. I know the grandpa said uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm actually... I, I... Well, basically, what one moment something is cool, the next is not. So that's kind of the thing. And, and it's a big deal right now. The whole chant, because it became a thing during the... Because the chant's been... It has been used since like 2001. Nobody cared for like 13 years until the World Cup. And it's because some group, you know, a group heard it in in the US TV and they took offense to it and they made a big deal about it. And and so why does FMF care? Because this is where they make the most money. They have all these sponsors tied to Selección in the U.S. Other than that, they wouldn't care. And, and you know what? I said if they would have never mentioned it, it would have probably gone away. If they wouldn't have made a big deal about it, yeah. people eventually would have found something else because there's chants that you don't hear anymore that people used to use way back when. So it would eventually just disappear. But I think because they made such a big deal about it, people were like, it became like, well, you can't say that. And then that just made people want to say it even more. I think, I think we should go the way the UK does it. I don't know if you guys ever watched like EPL or whatever, but when a player like shoots the ball and it goes like way left or goes over the – like it's just like a terrible shot, they all go, hey. It's just like really funny. <laughs> so I don't know. I think we just got to change our – it's time to like – I think it should die. I also think what should die with with that is the Celito Lindo, man. I think it's just time to it's time to oh, you know change one, everything man. up, man. I know I it's like, like I, I just feel like it's just overdone now. It's like yo, let's it's 2019. Let's let's get better stuff. Yeah, well, I I think that's that's the one 
the whole corner kick chant. I think because they made a big deal and people just thought, okay, then that just became even more funny for them to say. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you can't say it. And they were like, all right, yeah, hold it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. It was gonna take too long. Like if they did, if they didn't do anything about it, it was gonna take too long to be eradicated. I don't think it would have. Uh, no, nah, you know what? If they would have been smart and they would have, they would have reached out. No, nah, dude, it, you could, you could write a like. Look, go, go to the Barra Bravas to the to. The, well, they're not really Barra Bravas. Go to the cheering groups, to the main ones, and then be like, hey, can you guys? Chant this instead or whatever. It's just the and regular the fans, kids, though, man. It's right, like regular moms. But and the dads regular fans are not as noisy as the organized group with the tambores and the whole section. They they usually follow that group. So if that group starts doing something else, everyone would follow suit eventually. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, my my take was that Piojo. I don't think Piojo was really sincere in his apology. I mean, he might. He might have no. said it sincerely, but I think in the in deep inside, no. like, man, forget all this. Of and even, not, even, man. and like Mexico, like you said about Mexico, you know, doing it just because FIFA. Even in the press conference that FMF and uh, Bonilla had, they were saying the word itself during the press conference. You know, they weren't saying like the, <laughs> they weren't saying like the p word or abbreviating it or anything. They were saying the you know straight up. And hurt Gomez and a lot of people in the U.S. media were you know like laughing at how ridiculous like, they were. Like, yeah, you, you guys are really serious. You're over here saying the word while you're saying you're going <laughs> to... But Yeah, you guys are serious about this chant, huh? <laughs> anyway. Uh, other highlights? So um, we got the... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say other highlights from, I guess, last week going on to this week. Uh, Chivas tied. They were almost... Uh, almost going to against against Pumas. Pumas got the tying goal. Sort of similar you to... You got lucky, man. <laughs> yeah. Veracruz had, was one up on uh, Leon for a while. Thought it was going to happen, but... Oh, Leon, the game that they were going to win? Yeah, uh... Leon came back and tied them, disappointing them. And uh, I guess another one, uh, Tigres blew out Santos 4-0, and Monterrey lost 2-1 to Querétaro. So Querétaro is still flying. Los gallos on them bravos, man. Yeah. Hey, wait, Chiquis, didn't we talk about this? Was it not? Yeah, we did talked I about Did I not tell you? Yeah, you did. did. Did I not tell you how? Querétaro could make the best out of a, you know, a down and out Rayados, especially with King Midas at the helm. That is true. King Midas. I did. I did. Okay. Chiquis didn't believe me. But yeah, I think Wusatich. Uh, He's a really good coach, man. He's, he should not be at, without due respect to Querétaro, he should not be there. He should be at one of the top teams. Um, he's just one of the best coaches out there. Gets very little love. Got booted from the Selección after, what, two games. No respect. Well, he was, no he respect. was interim, right? He was an official, though, right? Yeah, he was interim. No, he was, no, he was no, named coach. No, he was interim. No, there was no interim. He was just named coach. There was no interim, was... like no. Dude, come on, he you you really come. It was like like a panic mode. They put him in there. You really think he wasn't gonna be able to beat New Zealand? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Come on. Uh, I can't so remember. it was just a messed up way for him to get booted. 
Because uh, I, I guess he wasn't like temporary in the sense that he he was expected to continue on as coach. Like if he hadn't lost, he he would have been continuing, and Piojo wouldn't have been brought in. So yeah, I guess and it was done. He was done, Gacho. He was uh, you know removed very poorly and rudely. The so, one. Yeah. The one that, that was interim was Stena. So they sacked, they sacked Chepo, and then Stena had to go play the U.S., and then they lost. And then they brought in Buse. But Buse was brought in as the new coach, and he played two games. He beat Panama, then, then they lost to uh, Costa Rica. Did they beat or, or they tied? Didn't they tie? Because they were losing, was, uh... and then... And then he took the Chilena. Oh, they won. Yeah, that was a Jimenez. Epic. Epic. One of the most epic goals I've ever seen, man. Yeah, he does the Chilena, man. That was goddamn. It was etched in my in my eyes. But yeah. They brought in Piojo. They brought in Piojo where he took Club America to play in New Zealand. Um, (laughs) But I, I do think that that was messed up what they did, but he's a really good coach, man. He's he's up there. When you talk about the top top league IMX coaches, he's right up there. And there's if you look right now, and and you know, because there's there's a lot of hate. There's all this talk about recycling or, or league IMX coaches aren't that good and whatnot. Um, and I'm gonna have to bring up Mati right now. Everyone's favorite Mati, because <laughs> well, I'm gonna say something because. They say like, oh, Mexican coaches that that they suck or they don't do anything. But a lot of times they go to Europe, and you know, you could look, you could Google for a lot of these articles where like they got sacked or whatever, and they went to Europe to take courses or to to watch other teams train. Um, Chepo has done it, Valencia, a, a lot of Mexican coaches have done that. But there's still this hate of saying of like. Like, oh, they don't bring nothing new. or, or... So I want to see if Mati, because he has five months off. Like, is he going to go? Is he going to go to the EPL and hmm. and go with the... Uh, I think he's going to go to Argentina. Or, or to, or, he's he's going to be... Or is he just going to go to the beach? He's going to go or, on vacation. But I tell you family. what, no one's going to care what he does. Because <laughs> he's Mati, he can do whatever he wants. But But... My thing is like, see, we don't we don't have the same expectation for the same. But right now, if you look at Liga MX, the top teams they're all being coached by Mexicans, which is Necaxa as well. So Necaxa, Querétaro. Who's Necaxa's coach? He's doing a bang up job. Yeah, and Nacho with León. Um, I forget that toot's name. Um, I forget. <laughs> see, I'm not helping either. Who? From Necaxa? Yeah. I know who he is, but I don't know his name. Guillermo Vasquez. Yeah. Chiquis should know who that is. (laughs) Former Pumas coach. Chiquis, where are you? See? Chiquis, how could you not know? He was runner-up with, like, uh, who? Cruz Azul? Or Pumas? Uh, I don't think he did anything with Pumas. I just remember Cruz Azul losing like back to back like like finals. I don't know if it was under him. 
he was with Cruz Azul for. Uh, well, he won. He won as Pumas coach in 2011, and then he won uh, a Copa MX with Cruz Azul. Oh yeah. And so that's what he has. But he's been uh, he's been one of Pumas bomberos for a while, where he comes in to help the team. But I mean, he's doing really good. So Vasquez, Nacho. You know, Buse, we got a couple coaches there. Piojo, I know he's getting a lot of hate, but if you see all the stuff that America's been through with losing players and whatnot, they're still up there, man. Uh, I, I think oh, yeah, there's some... just we don't see any new blood, you know. I think uh, Jimmy Lozano is a coach. Uh, Valencia's a coach. Um. Can't really think of any like you know. Rafa Puente is in there somewhere. Uh, you know, I, I actually would love to see um, Guardado become a coach. Future, I don't well, know. He's if with Rafa... the selection right now, as uh, yeah. pretty high think, up there, man. You think Rafa Marquez would ever coach? Probably not, huh? No, and he got booted out of Atlas when Grupo Orlegi came in. <laughs> well, was like he, we don't. Know. We don't want your narco ties right here. Yeah, I think that kind of that kind of <laughs> ruined it. I sort of like to see Ramoncito Morales, but he's sort of been quiet. Well, he's uh, working with uh, Univision, no? Oh, really? I didn't know that. I yeah. thought he was like in the youth with the Chivas. I thought he was still. Uh, no, he uh, was in that youth. No. He's on. He's on uh, Univision now. Okay. Yeah. So th- this the games. Any games coming up this weekend? It's sort of like uh, last week. Last weekend there's a lot of good games. This weekend not so much. Um, well, there's going to be. I mean, they're going to be on international break, right? Oh wait, hold on a second. Because yeah. I know Chivas are going to play on Saturday. They told me uh, they have a friendly in, in Los Angeles against Leon. Oh yeah, you're right. But, so I don't think they're gonna play. So no games. This I don't think, yeah, there are no games. Yeah, it's gonna be Bermuda and I don't know. Panama. So yeah, Bermuda and Panama should be interesting. Yeah, any any uh, I guess that's pretty much run its course is through the podcast, going through all the highlights. Anything else you guys wanna? bring up and discuss um can't really think of anything haven't heard any any other european rumors just the macias one and doing getting a contract extension at man city i don't know if i'll ever break into man manchester city to be honest kind of seems like another davila situation but i mean good for him um, there was a rumor for, uh, who's that player from America? Cordova? Cordova, yes. yeah. I heard a rumor about him. I think it was, uh, was it Sevilla or I forgot. Betis? I forgot one of those. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, man. That's a, that's I don't a know flavor. why America's feeding their players, but they've been sending a lot. That's a flavor of the minute. So. I know, right? 
he's, he's a good he's a good player, and he did score he did score in the Trinidad, but um, it's against Trinidad, man. And he he does start he does play for America, but we I think he's we good. need time we need some time. But maybe I'm too I'm too I hold back pessimistic. No, but but he's been much longer. He's been on the radar much longer. Tiki. Well, he's he's older than Linus, right? He's 22. Probably let me check them out. They call I heard it. rumor. All right, so I heard I heard Manchester United was interested. So I think it's just puro humo. You know what I mean? They call him. Uh, what they call him cinnamon. They call him. Yeah, Do they? They call, they call him canelo. Yeah, canelo. They call him canelo. So he. Uh... Cinnamon sounds like a stripper name. <laughs> 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 He's 22 years old. Stage three, cinnamon. Yeah, he's 22. <laughs> it's funny. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. But yeah, um, keep an eye out for the uh, for the album. I'll probably get it up tomorrow. Um, I took a lot of photos from the game. Caught a lot of emotions. So I'm just going through all the photos and editing them and uh, I'll be sharing them very shortly. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, one picture I took in San Antonio. They had a, there's this old dude, he had a sign that said uh, uh, El Paso Strong. You know, I think a bunch of people came from El Paso. But uh, yeah, dude was picking his nose and I just happened to grab that pick. I was like, oh man. (laughs) 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 So yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah, I look forward to those those pictures. We didn't talk about Ricardo Pelaez. Oh, more Chiwa talk. John, John mentioned it. <laughs> yes, uh, John mentioned it earlier. Oh, he did? Uh, he was kind of cutting it out, so... Well, the, the big rumor is that Chivas isn't talk with him. He's still in contract with Cruz Azul. So if he does come, it wouldn't be until next season. Um, so he hasn't officially cut ties with Cruz Azul, but at this point, it's pretty, I think it's pretty obvious that he's no longer going to be affiliated with them, and he is in high demand, and, uh, since Chivas is going to be coming up, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, all these rumors floating now about, about, you know, who's coming to Chivas, and all that has to do with the TV money. They're December, they're going to be negotiating for TV rights, both in the U.S. and Mexico. So that's some, it's going to be some nice chunk of change. So they're going to have the last, the last TV contract they had in the U.S. was for 80 million. It was wow. 16 million. Yeah, 16 million a year for five years, 80. And so we could just for inflation, uh, we could say about 20. 20 million a year if they do another four or five year contract, we're looking at about a hundred million just, just for US TV rights alone. And so they haven't, they never, they didn't get one and it's pretty sure they're not getting one for this season. Uh, in the US, they just been with, uh, they've been on YouTube with NBC Universal helping them with the streaming. And so I was like, what? Why would Chivas 
lose out on potentially about 16 million for the season. Why would they? Because they're losing out on that. That's a lot of money to lose out on. And I'm guessing just going off of like reports of like the type of contract they had with Televisa, which was like the, I think there's like a compete, compete clause, which is like, okay, so let's say that the contract expired and you're going to negotiate with someone else. And then they, they, because of that contract, they, they could equal that. They're allowed to equal that whatever someone offers you. Okay. And so I, you know what I mean? So it's, it's sort of like if, uh, they want to do it in the U S and they say, um, okay, Telemundo offers you 12 and Televisa could be like, okay, well, we could give you 12 because the cost is there. They would get it. So Telemundo would have to offer way more, like we'll give you 20 or 25. And which for Televisa, I was like, well, yeah, we don't want to pay that much. And then they will go to like Telemundo. So. So I, I, that's that's my take, and I'm guessing that uh, if they are going to work with someone, they just want that that non-complete compete clause to like expire, and that way they could they could negotiate like a you know open table with highest bidder. At which point, I mean, NBC Universal looks to be in the front running. I'm guessing just because of the streaming. I mean, the more money, the better. I'm trying to bring in some world-class talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and the same for Max. So, so when we look at the reports for Max, uh, they, supposedly Dev Azteca paid $14 million for the for this year's uh, Chivas rights. And uh, and then, but see, the, the whole thing was where and then Televisa came in and they were going to sue them. And so she was had to give the rights for free to Televisa. So from Tebasteca, I'm like, you might want to get half of that money back. So who knows if they did get that 14. Um, and they weren't the only ones. But, but it's only a one-year thing. So once it expires and they were already getting 14, uh, I wonder who they'll negotiate with, and that's so. Yeah, we're looking at. I would say close to two hundred million, just for TV rights. Wow! So yeah, you you got all these promoters lining up. They're like, hey, we see you got some money. <laughs> you know, everybody's trying to get you into their store now. Come come spend over here. Um, so I do think that's. A big part of all these rumors that are flying now, like, oh, which player are they getting, and which, which director deportivo, and all that. And I do think it's with the promoters because that's part of what they do is they'll pay some of these uh, news outlets to run articles and to get the people talking, which adds pressure to the directiva to bring in someone. Welcome, Hugo Sanchez, the poster. <laughs> yes. I'm already going to piss it all away, says Luisito Neymar on the chat. Chivas is going to piss it all away? I'm already is going to piss it all away. Yeah, well, they, they've been doing that for <laughs> they, That's, yeah, goddamn. 
Yeah, they're more likely to do that. But uh, are they going to do another movie? I'm kissing. Uh, I'm another Chiva movie. I don't know, man. Uh, but I'm I'm hoping they won't. I'm hoping they won't. It's been what four four seasons without Liguilla. That's a lot of money they've lost there. So Chivas has been losing a lot of money, not not being in Liguilla, no TV rights in the U.S., uh, and then not even Chivas TV because then they could have said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make it so if you want to watch Chivas in the U.S., you have to buy Chivas TV. Nope, it's free. You you, you could just go to YouTube and, and see it for free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a lot of money that they've just been missing out on. So uh, it's time to cash in and buy some quality talent. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know what, even if you're seeing that they're getting 150, whatever million, 2 million, they can't spend all that on transfers, you know? And if you say, okay, they're going to spend 60 million on transfers, you have to take in mind wages. Chivas is handicapped also, man. <laughs> they're, they're handicapped and their player pool is is smaller than any other team's player pool. So they're at a disadvantage from the start. But um, yeah, if they can if they can get some uh, good uh, players somewhere, maybe Pachuca has some developed players that they can uh, pass over or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a Pocho in I heard there's a guy named JJ Mack. He's pretty good. Hey, that's 15 million if they do get it. Hmm. And you could get a good Mexican for that amount. Just bring in a Montes. They just need like three. Bring in three quality Mexicans and Chivas will be. They'll be back in Liguilla. Uh, Hugo says Chivas hey. should go after Loco Abreu's kid. He didn't even make the cut to the World Cup. He got snubbed. What? He did? He was yeah, scoring he goals. Did. But yeah, he's he tied. He's be- you know who else? Because there's also um there's three kids now and so Loco Abreu's kids one of them and then there's um there's a uh, dude from Cruz Azul, uh Chaco, Chaco's kid, and then there's uh there's a uh, dude, what was his name? He was Argentine. He was Cruz Azul as well. Um, he would do good up until playoffs, and then he would suck. Uh, <laughs> he went to France. He, he he ended up going to France. Uh, Chaco? Was it? No, not Chaco. Goddamn. You guys don't remember? Mm-mm. He was with the national team. It was him, and, and uh, he was from Rosario Central. And it was with uh, Federico. Uh, I think it was the other guy. It was two Argentines. They were both from Rosario, and they both came to Cruz Azul. And one of them went to Italy, and then hmm. this this guy ended up going to to France. Chelito? No. Yes, um, yes, it is Chelito. Yes. And Luciano, Luciano, Chelito and Luciano Figueroa were like the. There you go. There you go. Those were the two players. They were both at Rosario Central, and then they both came to Cruz Azul, and that was when uh, when uh, Bielsa was coach with Argentina, and he, he would call them up. 
So, because the Sur fans are all like high and mighty having two two Argentine seleccionados. Uh, but his son is playing too. That Cruz Azul, that Cruz Azul team was uh, rocking, man, back in the day. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, with the Holy Flock. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that his son didn't make the cut for the under-17? No. Unfortunately not. Well, this is from two days ago from Medio Cierto. Uh, hijo de Sebastián Abreu pretendido por Chivas. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, so Hugo also says uh, they should go after Marcel Reese and Sebastián Jurado. Oh. Yeah, so those two Reece, players. they did try going after him, but I, I think Reese is a, he's, he's said that he's in America, mm. which hasn't stopped players before, but I don't think he wanted to come, which, which I think we remember, I don't know if you guys remember, maybe like two seasons back and, and a lot of uh, outlets were already were already saying it was a done deal that Chivas had bought Reese and, and there was all this news saying how it was, was just going to ruin him. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, but, but, uh, turns out that, yeah, it, the deal didn't go through and, uh, I don't know. He is a really good player. I, I wouldn't mind. And Jurado's probably, I mean, who who wouldn't want to get out of Veracruz, but, uh, yeah. But if you're a goalkeeper, I don't know, man. Dude, dude, dude I mean, if you're a goalkeeper, I, would, I wouldn't mind. You get so many shots per game. But, you I know? mean, like you mentioned, they're not getting paid. Oh, yeah, they're not. That's that's the downside. <laughs> and dude must get, like, over 50 shots on goal. He's... He's getting the best training you could get. Yeah, but he's suffering, man. He lo- he wants to win. That one game where they almost won, he was like, "No, I mean, you do want to win." Was, but... He was crying when he came off the field, man. So, <laughs> but I guess... he has pride, cheekies, cheekies. He has pride. Yeah, I guess you got to suffer to to get the best. You got to break yourself down to build yourself back up. <laughs> I don't know if Chivas need a new goalkeeper. Tonio's fine. Gudino's fine. More concerned about that uh, that defense and midfield. Yeah, the defense has been horrific. I, I think partly it's because of the way uh, the way they push up <clears throat> so much. They were pushing up unnecessarily, and their defense was left in array. And uh, the counterattacks got them. And that one dude, what's his name? Like, <laughs> well, both of them, him and uh, and uh, Pollo, like they were gaffing, man. They were acting a fool over there. And, it's on. funny because uh, yesterday I was watching players. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot we had him. Gael Sandoval, yeah. he played pretty much the whole game. Um, you also had uh, Tortas Perez. He used to be a staple on the on the team, man. He's kind of just drifted apart. So he was watching these players. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about them. All right, guys. Well, I guess we can end the podcast there. Uh, thanks Jaime for joining 
Look forward to future picks and coverage of events. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you guys for, uh, for having me. And um, just got to keep it pushing over here in the Bay Area, try and get involved as in many games as possible. Uh, Sacatepec is going to be playing against Oakland Roots on Saturday. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, good activity. Good activity. Dude, that team is, uh, is rocking. Huh? They got a nice stadium in Zacatecas. Uh, uh, not from Zacatecas, but Mexico's one of the nicest. They're one of the nicest Ascenso uh, uh, stadiums out there. Yeah, John wants to always. Uh, John always talks about going for a road trip visit, but we'll see. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Chiquis. Always a pleasure. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this national team with uh, this CONCACAF Nations League. Thanks to Luisito on the chat, to Hugo, to everyone else who listens on the podcast. And uh, we will uh, hopefully be on over the weekend maybe after the national team games or next week for sure maybe. We'll do a daytime podcast, but for sure on Thursday night again next week. Uh, this is Albert Campa, Cantina MX podcast. This is episode 219. Wow. High number there. Um, we'll see you guys see you next time. And time for Abu Dhabi. Yep. Yeah.